0: family thank you for joining the dear pastor podcast again my name is sydney Um, how are you (laughs) how are you how are you how are you how are you how is your family how's your heart doing how's your mind doing how's your spirit doing um it's been a while that i've been on the podcast so many things have happened so thank you so much for being patient with me um today we're going to talk about the building of the wall um, and this podcast, this particular episode is heavily influenced by Nehemiah and what he was able to achieve. Nehemiah, in a very, very brief summary, uh, I would all, side note, I will encourage absolutely everybody who comes across this podcast by accident, by chance, intentionally, read Nehemiah, friend. Read it. Um, because we all have a war going on in our life, yeah? We all have a war. W-A-L-L, that needs to be rebuilt. Something in our life, several things in our life, frankly, may need to be rebuilt or restored or refreshed. It could be something very physical or it could be an emotional thing or a psychological thing. It could be a marriage that needs to be rebuilt. We all have a wall that needs to be rebuilt. Um, and doing so, us having the people to help us do that, is the reason for this podcast. Nehemiah was someone that was in charge of the beverages for the king. Um, he made sure that none of the refreshments could... Well, the, the beverages could be compromised and so no poisoning was going on. And he was really trusted. Yeah, that was a really the king had a had an in crowd of very few people that he could trust to make sure that things would run smoothly and making sure that your food is not tampered with is probably one of the most intimate and most trustworthy jobs that anyone could have frankly and in that day where people were poisoning people left right and center you know it was it was a it was a job that held really high esteem so here Nehemiah is managing the beverages he hears about Jerusalem and he's distraught, he's completely distraught to the point where it brings him to, um, to despair. He cries out, he's pleading, he's fasting. Um, he's on his face, essentially, before God. Um, asking for help, to help the people. Naomi goes back into work after fasting for three days, I believe and the king immediately picks up the king who perhaps is not a believer because we don't we it doesn't say anything about the king knowing god loving god serving god hearing god nothing like that the king picks up on Nehemiah's um countenance and when Nehemiah starts talking about what's going on back in Jerusalem the king it has amount like ridiculous amounts Divine, quite supernatural and divine amounts of favor towards Nehemiah and is able to give him everything plus more that he would need for that journey. First of all, whatever the wall is in your life that needs to be rebuilt, whether it's a wall around your marriage, a wall around your own heart, a wall around your mind, around your home, your finances, your job, your ministry, your church, your community, whatever the wall that needs to be rebuilt is whatever needs to be refreshed renewed rebuilt i'm praying that this inspires you i'm also praying for naya myers in your life because naya was a guy who was doing his own thing he held a cup for a living he took care of the king's business but yet he was able to be compassionate and he was able to be moved by what was happening for other people lots of us have seen that this pandemic kind of it's it's worked for some in some favors where in some areas where people are more compassionate and more giving and in some areas perhaps not so much I'm praying for divine Nehemiahs to come into your life to not only be moved by what's going on but who have divine solutions and who have innovative minds and who with no other agenda but doing God's work can come into your life and help you rebuild I am praying that for you and for myself so I digress, let's continue Um, Nehemiah is able to eventually get there he gets to Jerusalem the wall is completely annihilated the gates are on fire the people are in need of help Nehemiah, I believe, has had such an... um, God has anointed him at this point to talk he's never built a war in his life yeah i don't even think he's spoken to this amount of this amount of people he's never been in charge of this great amount of people before yeah if you can imagine wall around jerusalem how many people he would then have to lead different groups etc he would have to lead to get this massive assignment done but in all of that it doesn't say that the people who are helping him the different tribes the different husbands from different households priests, etc. It doesn't say that these people worship Nehemiah. It doesn't say that they adore him. It doesn't say, oh hell, Nehemiah. Nehemiah has come to save us. Nehemiah has done it. It doesn't say any of that. It was a group effort. It was a team effort. And when I read that, I can't help but think about the church right now. The wall that needs to be rebuilt is for the world. And the church, we are assigned to do that. Whether we have pastors, uh, prophets, apostles whoever the fivefold ministry and more um we're supposed to build this wall now somewhere along the line the assignment has always been the same but the motives behind the assignment the perception of the assignment has changed and so we have pastors being idolized and worshiped and they are being praised and honored in ways that makes god livid Um, we have pastors who accept that kind of thing and we have members of congregations that have created pedestals and altars to honour and give praise to man where God was always the one. Now, I genuinely believe the wall was able to be built in a quick time. It It was even built quicker than they would have expected, because everyone was aligned and everyone was playing their part i want to ask you if you and your church whatever the part that is that you are supposed to be playing whatever the part is whether it's singing reading building taking pictures whatever the role is that you are supposed to be doing pastoring shepherding tutelage whatever who is under you whatever the job is is everyone playing their part because we see How things happen ahead of time when everybody is. How has the assignment, the original assignment that God has given you changed? Has it changed? How has how you feel about the original assignment changed? How has the perception of what you are doing for God, the perception of others influenced what it is that you're doing? Nehemiah had um, Sambalat, Tabia, and a few and somebody else come to him and do every kind of manner of foolishness to try and get him down from the wall. They did, they tried to persuade him, tried to delay him, tried to distract him, they tried to do everything that they could, and he was like, yo, I'm not coming down from this wall. I'm just not. Is that your approach today, Pastor? Is that your approach to what God has asked you to do? And as I'm talking to you, I'm talking to myself. Is that your approach to the assignment that God has given you? How how are you managing with those that are trying to distract you, delay you and all the rest of it? How? How are you managing? What does your team look like? So the wall builders, who are your wall builders? You're not building the wall by yourself. You're not doing church by yourself. You're not running a ministry by yourself. There Are other people around you that are helping you? What do they look like? What does their, um, their commitment to the assignment look like? What is their distraction? What do their distractions look like? These are all incredibly important to the main assignment. The other thing that I found really interesting was how these men, after there was a threat, several threats to. To cancel the assignment. God's son of rebuilding the war. There was almost this decree going on. That. We should split up in groups. Everyone should just split up in groups. Some to build. Some to defend. And that's what I love about kingdom assignments. I don't believe that we serve a God. That would put us in situations. Where we are doing things by ourselves. And we feel isolated. And there's, it's just a lonely place. Um, there's several places in scripture where so many things happen because there are numbers. There's power behind that. There's authority behind that. There's dominion, a, a particular type of dominion that's exercised in numbers. But when I look at how lots of pastors feel, I was recently presented with some statistics about how um, pastoral families feel in isolation and how they feel that they are gossiped about and spoken about, they are overworked and underpaid, they do lots of things in isolation, they don't do anything for fun, they don't have anyone to pray for them while they're out here praying for other people. This, and I have no doubt in my mind, um, in fact, one of the reasons why this podcast even exists is because the Holy Spirit was revealing to me that as an intercessor, my One of the things that I absolutely needed to do was cover pastors. We need to address the assignment and the wall builders. In your individual life, I'm hoping that the story of Nehemiah opens up questions for you, but also solutions. I'm asking God to bless you with divine solutions so that we can have assignments being completed in Ways that actually exceed the expectation. They exceed the time that was given for it. They exceed the amount of people coming to know God and His power and His and experience His glory. We are we are asking that we do things with an accelerated spirit and an accelerated grace as a result of people just being perfectly aligned and surrendered wholly to the assignment. One thing that stood out to me is that. It was a sound, so essentially, Nehemiah is saying, Okay, cool, we've got two groups. This is based on my interpretation, but I would love it if any, if I got it wrong, please email me and let me know. Please, please, please. Um, but based on my interpretation, there's two groups those who are building and those who are defending the war, uh, although the workers of the war. And Nehemiah says to them, When you hear this sound, come back everyone comes back together when you hear this sound this means that we are going to war and I need for you to come back that there is a danger there's an impending danger and I need for everybody to be here in this particular place when you hear this sound I want to ask you today because different churches different communities have different roles different communities different everything different groups different the lot what is the sound that you have in your marriage, in your family, in your church? What is the sound that you release to God that tells him, I'm in danger and right now I'm going to stay here and wait for you to come? What is the sound? Does your ministry have a sound? Does it have a... um This thing, have you communicated amongst yourselves? When this happens, we all come together. How do you navigate crisis is the question. How do you manage crisis? How do you perceive crisis when it happens and if it happens? Because they had a plan. They absolutely had a plan. And I want to know what is your plan for when crisis hits? If that crisis looks like depression... Have you told yourself, have you gone into covenant with God and said, look, when I release this sound, Lord, this means I need you. That sound could be a tear. That sound could be a worship or that could be a particular song. What is your sound? What's your sound for your marriage? So when your wife and you are in problems or the kids are in problems or your finances are in problems, or divorce seems like a you know like a wonderful alternative what sound are you and your wife have you agreed on from the get-go or from from whenever that this means enough is enough and we need god to rescue us what is your rescue sound the other thing that i want to mention that i realized is all of this covering each other was men the men were building and the men were protecting and I am seeing I mean several of us are seeing so many instances where pastors are out here doing their thing and their wives are being treated like rubbish sometimes by the very pastor themselves by the church there is such a disregard for women needing to be covered and protected that I can't help but think we have severely neglected women who have had to sacrifice their marriages and spend a quarter if if that, with their husbands so that their husbands can work 30, 40, 50 hour weeks and shepherd two, three, four, five thousand or more people. How do we protect? How do we make sure that as much as pastors are protected, that their wives are protected as well? How do we make sure that their wives are being seen, pastors' wives are being um, validated and appreciated for for the part that they play in the building of the wall? I want to ask you pastor if your wife had a nehemiah calling on her and she had to go away and build a wall she had to go away and kind of nurture a huge group of people would you be okay to share her would you be okay to be the one that has to watch her do this job and be with the children or would would you be okay to see her have so many people onto her tutelage and see her be so effective for the kingdom would you be okay to kind of pick up the odd jobs and you know just take up the slack pick up the slack wherever a whole needed filling? you were there to kind of patch and repair would you be okay with that I do want to ask you what would what would you how would you feel how would you perceive if your wife was Nehemiah Because several pastor's wives are married to Nehemiah. And it has caused such a despondency. I think that the church overlooks the pastor's wife. In a way that we have to deal with. We have to deal with soon. Like now, we have been radio silent on so many issues where the wall that needed to be rebuilt was perhaps your marriage. Um, things have gone wrong. Things perhaps may have gone sour. Someone has done this, and all of the adoration is still for the pastor. And the wife has been berated, judged, gossiped about, all kinds of abuse. DMs. I mean, this is where we're living in the season of the DMing, where we can say whatever we want to say, essentially the days where we used to kind of filter everything and wear a mask are gone we all have opinions and we want to say them whether it hurts people or not but i just want to ask you if your wife was an amaya would you be okay with that if your wife had the power and the anointing would you be okay with that and if not do something we all have a wall to build we all have walls in our lives that need to be rebuilt As much as we have assignments, sometimes we are other people's assignments. People come into our lives. Nehemiah's come into our lives to rebuild stuff. Are we humble enough to ask for help? Are we open enough to say, look, this within me is broken. This part of me is dead. The other part of me is set on fire. And I'm in ruins and I need for the Holy Spirit to help me one thing that i've learned along the way is asking for prayers is one thing but you can never tell god the package it comes in would you be okay for nehemiahs to come into your life to know that 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 parts of your life need rebuilding and to come and help you or are you the kind of pastor leading the kind of family that has such a perfect a pitch perfect um reputation that nobody would even know. So nobody could even pray for you. (sighs) Nehemiah wouldn't have heard anything if the destruction of Jerusalem was not made public, if the war coming down was not made public, if people weren't talking about it. So I pray today, I'm going to go into prayer shortly, that you ask yourself some questions. God can send a cupbearer to change your life. You might be that cupbearer. God might be enlarging your territories with a new assignment that you think is so above you. And so much bigger than you. And you're just saying to God, look, but I hold a cup for a living. What, What are you doing with me? I ask that you not only read Nehemiah again, but go to God again. Go to him again. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the opportunity to discuss such a valid, topic on this podcast. Thank you for leading me to Nehemiah again. Thank you for talking to me about the radio silence, Lord. Thank you for showing me the pastors that need to be prayed about and the examples that they are giving us of how we are not on the wall. We are not on the job. We are missing our assignments as the church, loving each other, taking care of each other and collectively coming to rebuild your work, your city, your towns, your nations, Father, I ask that you forgive us where we have fallen short. Father, I ask that you search our hearts, Lord, and show us the inward parts of us that make you unhappy. The parts of us that nobody else sees but you. We thank you for being that God who knows everything. We thank you for being that God that is not caught by surprise at all. We thank you for being... One that is compassionate and full of grace and mercy for us if we just turn to you. Father we have pastors right now that are in relationships they shouldn't be. We have pastors right now that are struggling with depression and anxiety and worry and fear. We have issues like finances that are becoming even more heavy. They are becoming a burden on pastors and their families and ministries. We have pastors, wives that have sacrificed so much, but yet the first lady never quite seems to make it first. She's never first. But yet she has to appear a certain way and look a certain way and feel a certain way publicly. I'm praying for my brothers, Lord, and I'm praying for my sisters. Father, we ask that you send your Nehemiahs. Send your Nehemiahs. Send your cupbearers. I'm asking that you send the foolish things to confound the wise. We are asking, Lord, we're not giving you The whole rundown of how you need to answer our prayer. But we come confessing that parts of our lives are broken. Parts of our emotions. Parts of our spirit, our bodies, our ministries. The things that we are trying to achieve are broken. Sometimes because of us. We have broken some stuff Lord and it needs to be repaired. And it needs to be repaired so father we ask that from the kingdoms of the earth you send those who can be trusted those who are ready you your word says that you were able to fortify their hands for work you gave them the mindset and you gave them power in their hands to build father we decree that this is a season of building This is a season of renewing. This is a season of divine kingdom helpers. And we make room for you to do your will. In the mighty name of Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ, I pray that for anyone listening and for everyone listening, that this podcast can be a blessing to them. We thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you for joining me. My name is Sydney and this is the Dear Pastor Podcast. God bless.